The Antidote has a return guest, Reese Dersma. Thanks for coming, Reese. Oh, good. Thanks for having me. You know, I've been thinking that maybe I should actually put you on staff because this is your third visit to The Antidote. <laughs> now, I checked into it. The first time was 2016, and we were talking about The Quick and the Dead. Then a couple of years ago, you were back to speak about the band Lowline. And now here you are, you're all by yourself doing this solo thing. That must be a big change for you, having no band members. It is, I guess. It came out of necessity, right? Like um, in 2020, not being able to meet with my band members, I just ended up you know, spending a lot of time at home on the couch with a guitar, just stripping it right back. Uh, and that's where the, where the solo songs really came from. But it was, it was kind of forced because of you know, the way 2020 was for everyone. A couple of weeks ago, you sent me an advanced copy of the EP, Songs from Swan Street. And I gave you my first impression, and I told you that I thought it was melancholy. You know, even the brighter songs have sort of a sad tinge. But here's something I've been wondering about. Since you were saying the EP was basically written during the pandemic, did COVID actually play an influence on the songs? Uh... Through circumstance, it's funny you actually list the quick and the dead and low line. Um, so I've also got another act with my wife. We plan a duo called Mayfair Lane. So 2019, we spent most of the year on the road as a duo playing. And then uh, I guess the reason uh, there's a bit of melancholy in these songs from 2020 is because it meant after a year, I guess, at 2019 was essentially me living a lifelong dream, you know, living on the road. And uh, we had a little van and we did some overseas time and caught up with you at Audio Feed. Mm -hmm. 2020 for me was the complete opposite. I was, I was shut down at home, isolated. So I guess I'm a melancholy person. There's always something of that in me anyway. But after having such a great year, of living dreams in 2019, 2020 was rough. But I think it was for everyone, you know. I heard in particular that Australia had really clamped down on society during that first part of the pandemic. Oh, yeah. And it, it was different depending on what state you were in. I think, I think most of us are just trying to move on. In, in a way, I think it kind of feels like starting again, this side of it, you know. Does it feel like you're starting from scratch, though? It's almost like people hit a wall and some couldn't keep going and others climbed over top of the wall. Mm. Yeah, for me, it definitely feels like starting from scratch. I felt like life had momentum, and then that's just kind of all ground to a halt. So now, in a way, it does just feel like starting again. And especially, I mean with low line so we're we're still going we're still in conversation but that stuff hasn't hasn't really done anything in the last three years because it's just been so so difficult that's a tough deal yeah but future's bright right that's it because you have a new ep out now i've been married a long time so i can really relate to the opening song on the ep same old says you and me we're going to have a long, long life. 
like my favorite book, Years From Now By Your Side, we'll read through all our different faces. So now you're saying that you're in this for the long haul, but you're well aware that that's not so common anymore. Yeah. um, For me, it's acknowledging also that it's going to be difficult. Uh, the, The end line of that chorus is, we'll find the same old tears in the same old places. The idea that, yes, we're in it for the long haul, but we're not naive about it. Acknowledging that the difficulties will be a common theme that comes up and and can actually be a thing that unites people if you stick through it. The songs on the EP are all about relationships. Now, are these your own experiences or is this something that you're dreaming up? It's a mix. Some of the songs are quite factual and some are completely fictional. And And then there's a couple in there that are kind of a mix that draw from moments or situations in my life, but maybe have a little bit of poetic license. (laughs) Right. Well, then, do you think that a fictional story can have the same impact as a personal one? I think so. If it's it's grounded, I've been reading a bunch. So I've I've just finished this book called Songwriters on Songwriting, reading about all these songwriting greats from the past. And... A common theme, a few of them talk about how sometimes uh, putting details in songs um, in your story, it makes it more believable and a bit grounded, and I think people can relate and resonate with that. Because I think even if you think you're writing something fictional, inevitably you're you're pulling something from you, even if you don't realize that your subconscious is kind of leaving its mark. And, And I think something fictional can still be honest if that makes sense. Yeah, I see where you're coming from with that. Well, just a moment ago, we were talking about the song Same Old, and that song flows directly into Days Like This. It's about days that are repetitive and how the day-to-day routine can be, well, I guess a bit of a drudge. But it also shares this positivity. What about telling us about that? That song... For me, it really clearly shows the contrast between the year that I had in 2019, traveling, playing music with my wife, uh, living in our van, connecting with people, having adventures, and 2020, being stuck at home, just being able to walk up the street for the daily exercise. Um, But the thing that I'm always learning is that I'm I'm the same person kind of no matter what situation I'm in, no matter where I am, and that I have the same struggles and the same tendencies, positive and negative. Um, so we talked about me being a melancholy person. Mm-hmm. This song kind of talks about, it's just acknowledging that I, I'm going to have days where I struggle when I'm living my dream and days where I struggle when I'm forced to stay at home. So I guess it's it's refocusing on on the things that matter, which is relationships, right? Like being around being around the right people is the most important thing for me. Well, then tell me, are you content with being melancholy? I'm learning to accept it. I'm grateful for it, I think, in a strange way. I don't think it's something that needs to be fixed. I think it's important that 
we're aware of our tendencies. So for me, being aware of being melancholy and just making sure that I remind myself to live with a with a certain amount of awe and wonder and just forcing myself to notice all the small little miracles that happen in life, just look outside of myself. I don't think the melancholy is a bad thing, but I, it's, it's important to be aware of that and balance it out maybe. And then how do listeners react to having melancholy songs? Uh, I don't know. I guess they'll have to tell me that. <laughs> I guess I did because I said I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> so here's something. You had told me that you had a major struggle making the CP. You almost lost it all. Yeah, I stupidly wasn't backing my workout. And so my hard drive crashed and I lost over half of it. Well, it was going to be more. I sent it to a few people and, and managed to recover some of it. But I basically had to redo a bit over 50% of it, which is why it's taken me this long to release songs from 2020. Did that make your head explode? Yeah, some days, definitely. <laughs> uh, yeah. The hard thing, after I got over the initial emotional response to that and accepted it, the hard thing was finding the motivation to re-record something when I know that I've already done this and I shouldn't have to redo this. For me, recording is a, a bit of a head game. You've, you've really got to psych yourself up for it. Mm -hmm. um, so to add on top of that, the fact that I've already done this, why do I have to redo this? Annoyed at myself for not backing it up. Yeah, so it's done. And it's exciting, but it's a relief. It's the curse of technology. Yeah. Well, everything's backed up three times now, don't worry. <laughs> Never again. So the EP was almost lost. But I gotta tell you, I'm lost on the song, Charlie. Oh, yeah? I can't sort out the time frame of the story that you're telling. Yeah. I would prefer people gave it time... There's a deeper understanding comes sometimes when we work things out for ourselves. Um, and, and I've intentionally tried to, in writing that song, I've tried to paint a picture rather than directly tell a story. But I think what I'll share is that it's a story of one character and each verse is a different stage in his life. And... The chorus tagline is seems to be like this recurring theme um, that pops up and connects to each of those stages. Which is one devil at a time, dear. One devil at a time. Yeah. Okay, we're talking about like decades between each of the different verses. And that's what mm. threw me. But now I understand it. Yeah. But funny enough, you know, with Charlie, that's the one song that's probably grabbed me the most out of the six songs on the EP. How have other people reacted to that? There's been a lot of warm reception, I guess, to both so Charlie and Days Like This, the two singles. I was a little bit surprised. I wasn't sure what to put out as a single. Mm -hmm. To me, it feels like Charlie carries a lot of weight and has a lot of meaning. I wasn't sure how people would respond to it because it is 
quite a heavy song, I think. Mm-hmm. And you've got to sit with it, right, to grasp the meaning a little bit. Uh, but I've had great response. People really appreciate it. And I think there's something to be said for not not underestimating people's ability to wrestle with a song that, mm-hmm. that doesn't have clean, easy answers. Do you think songs should have easy answers? Oh, I don't know. I think there should be every kind of song, but I'm definitely drawn to songs that wrestle with questions. Myself as well. Well, the EP released January 20th, and its full title is Songs from Swan Street, Volume 1. So you knew I was going to ask this. When will we be able to hear Volume 2? So, in 2020, those songs that I recorded and lost, there was 12 songs. It was going to be an album, but after sitting with it for, I guess, a couple of years that I have, I decided that as a 12-song album, it was a little bit too eclectic. It bounced around a lot between genre and theme a little bit. So, I broke it up into two six-song EPs. And it, and it felt more cohesive to me. Both EPs will be out this year. Yeah, hopefully not too long. A couple months, maybe. I'm looking forward to that. Well, you know, one thing about where you live is that Batemans Bay, Australia, is famous for the flying fox plague, the bats that hit the town in 2016. So now we got to know, are you going to make Batemans Bay even better known because of your music? <laughs> uh, I, <laughs> we'll see no idea we'll see we'll keep our fingers crossed for that right Reese Dersma has been with The Antidote Reese, thanks so much for spending time with us but yeah thank you for taking the time always enjoy the chat